You are listening to Let's Talk Tribe, the official Let's Go Tribe podcast. Swung on, lines the deep left field, it is gone! It went deep right, Batista's going to win goodbye! Start the fireworks show! This is Let's Talk Tribe, the official Let's Go Tribe podcast, episode 142. I'm your host, Matt Lyons, and on this week's episode, Shane Bieber is named the opening day starter. We'll have more updates for the injuries for Carlos Carrasco and Oscar Mercado. Christian Yellow's got a gigantic extension. We'll talk about how it does. It doesn't relate to Francisco Lindor. We'll preview shortstop for the Indians, and of course, we'll take questions. Joining me for all that more is another Mr. Merritt Rolfing. Merritt, how are you doing? Fremil Reyes is trending on Baseball Savant. I have no time to talk to you. <laughs> why is it? Why is he trending? Did he do something today? Did he hit a, a fat dinger, probably? I don't think so. Not any more fat dingers than usual. Because the, the typically fat dinger. fat dinger. I mean, he's also training with Mike Trout for some reason. Maybe they're the Mike same Trout person. Is always up. Yeah, I know. Well, it doesn't make any sense person. though, because it's like change in time over last year or like yesterday. Which is why I can affect it sometimes if I'm if I'm writing an article about some obscure Indians player and you just see 125 percent increase. <laughs> Josh on, McDonald. On Josh McDonald. Or Josh Donald. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, I, I would assume that like when people discover, hey, this is baseball savant thing, the first thing they do is let's go look at Mike Trout, and then, because I, I can't think that many people are just looking at Mike Trout daily. I, maybe they are, but although speaking of man, his hard hit rate is slipping. He's slipping. He's only eighty first percentile now. He's, he's trash. Mm. He is the worst player. To, that's the thing, you know. He's never really been superb at every. Although apparently he's still ninety fifth percentile in sprint speed. Good price. <laughs> yeah, I was. He's just built like a linebacker. Did you see him kill that uh, golf ball that he hit? That was yeah. a big video. Yeah. That was cool. I don't yeah, play yeah, golf. I, I, I can't really contextualize how difficult that is. That can't be easy, though, right? Because that's a tiny little ball that you hit over the fence. I mean, I don't know. What the fuck do I know? I, I, I have a friend who goes. <laughs> Aren't I, you an I, avid golfer with your cats, man? I've, I've been to Top Golf before. <laughs> so, you know, I mean, I, I guess you could say I'm a, I'm a specialist. Yeah, there you go. Uh, but yeah, so, so things we are specialists about, I guess, is uh, Shane Bieber. I, I consider us Shane Bieber specialists because we've watched him for a while and we like him and we like what he does. And he's the opening day starter now. I think it was. Um, maybe kind of by default, he's the first um, non Corey Kluber or Justin Masterson pitcher since like 2011. Um, I, I think Carrasco was an option, but maybe it was. I don't know. We talked about it before that he was kind of the the great PR slam dunk one to use, but maybe there's just concerns about his injury and not 100 percent that they just gave it to Bieber. But I think on merit, it's not terrible to have him there. I think if Clevenger was healthy, he probably would have got it. But it's not also the worst thing in the world because Beamer's really fun. Um, Terry Francona said, or, so the way it happened was Francona told the media after his start before talking to Beaver, which I thought was kind of funny. He said, I texted him and said, hey, Beebs, I kind of said you're the opening day starter. I called him and missed him and he called me back. I said, Beebs, I just don't want you to get off, caught off guard. I thought it was kind of funny, but I don't want to let it get you caught off guard. It was kind of funny, actually. That is cute. First of all, I like that he calls him Beebs. Yeah. <laughs> Normally. And second of all, I like that that happened. Like he, he probably had a little panic that he didn't tell him beforehand, but. I'm sure Bieber's excited. He was. Now we have a Biebs and a Bebo on the same team. In fact, they pitched one throws to the other one. <clears throat> Did you also see that Bieber didn't get his truck apparently until recently? For the yeah, that's game? bullshit. He had to call in and have him <laughs> deliver it. So maybe this is to make up for that, the fact they didn't get a truck forever. What but. a scam they're running there, huh? Oh, we're going to get you to hustle the All-Star game and tell you we're going to give you this truck. But really what it's going to do is get you in a room so we can try and sell you a timeshare, which is really only available between the months of june and august which of course is bad for a baseball player because what are they doing at that time matt that's right playing baseball allegedly is that is that are we just saying that baseball is on elaborate 
timeshare scheme? Yeah, I know. It's all a huge pyramid scheme uh, <laughs> based around selling timeshares to rich baseball players. It's genius, really. The baseball players that they give the money to. Yes, and exactly. then they make them give it back. Yeah, yes, it's called exactly. investing. Look it up. Yeah, no, exactly. It's all about uh, time to value and um, growth rates. Uh, where were we? Oh, yeah, pretty cool. That Shane Bieber's <laughs> the uh, opening day starter. I mean, he's the best pitcher on the team right now. Yeah, I know yeah, that's pretty clear. Probably not the most talented pitcher on the team right now. That's Mike Clevenger. But Clevenger's a healthy and B. Uh, oh, so you think even when he's healthy, you think Bieber's better than Clevenger? I no, think no, he's no. Omitting no, Clevenger no, no. he's injured. No, no, uh, he's he's not he's the best pitcher because he's also able to go. He also threw two hundred innings last year, and also will do it again this year, and is healthy now. He's uh, so you know. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Showing up is re- literally step one of being a pitcher. Uh, <laughs> it's yeah, and it's yeah, I'm, which is not to no, I, I'm not going to sit here and say that Mike Clevenger's injury burned like that. He threw two hundred innings two years ago, and last year was uh, so he was hurt. It, throwing a ba- baseball is hard, but Shane Bieber rules, and he's. Kind of like a central casting type of what an ace pitcher would look like. So it makes sense that he'd be the one uh, starting opening day. It just looks right, I suppose. Yeah, and I, and I wrote last year when he won the All-Star Game MVP that he could, he could be the face of baseball. It sounded crazy. It sounds slightly less crazy every day, I think. But he's getting there. Can a he's pitcher so be the face of baseball? Does baseball even want to face? I feel like Clayton Kershaw face? was at some point. I disagree. It was pretty close. Yeah, I mean, close-ish, <laughs> I guess. I, I, I always feel like it has to be a position player because you got to see him every day. That's I don't true. think that the face of baseball should spend four out of five days just sitting there and spitting, uh, what do you call it, sunflower seeds. That's why we need a Beaver cam in the dugout so we can always watch Shane that's Beaver. Right. You know what? See, that's that's what baseball <laughs> is missing is some sort of hyper-integration into media like that where every single player has a dedicated camera on them. This will not be abused by <laughs> anyone mean, trying to steal signs or anything. But In spring training, they were doing everybody's mic'd up. That was really cool. Yeah, they used to do it all the time. I mean, fun. I... I think that if baseball really wanted to really just get into it, they would just mic up everything and stop caring quite so much and just have it turn, turn it into a <laughs> rich men playing beer league softball. It'd be great. I mean, you don't even have to have it like broadcast all the time. Doesn't NFL record almost everything and then you get to play it back later? Like, I don't know why they can't do that. You don't have to interview Mookie Betts in the middle of a play, but have him mic'd up so like when you're going to break, you can come back to big play you did and record him yelling as he's going to get the ball and stuff. Like, or you could interview him while he's running to get the ball. <laughs> get, Mookie, it, get it, get it, get it. Mookie, I know you're busy right now, but, but I'm just wondering, what what'd you, th- what'd you think about that, that fastball you swung at uh, the two innings ago? What a busy. <laughs> you really uh, suck, Mookie. Trips, falls yeah. over. Great stuff. Yeah. What we don't need is uh, Carlos Carrasco and Oscar Mercado being injured. Uh, as I mentioned, Carrasco, it might have been part of the reason he's not the opening day starter, but he was... Um, Terry Francona just said he, he was pushed back because he had soreness in his elbow. I guess you can sort of look at it optimistically, unless depending on how much you trust what Francona says anymore about injuries. But he said every spring after his first outing, he gets mild elbow inflammation. Um, he calls it more maintenance than anything. He'll, he'll still do weighted balls. So I guess it's just normal. He he had a hip flexor, so he just started spring training. So he's, his usual trip to the DL or IL, which doesn't happen in spring training, but his usual setback just came a little bit later than usual, I guess. But uh, I would hope that's the case, and he's not actually going to miss anything because it's going to get mighty dim <laughs> really quick if he's out for a length of time, too. But I want to have like five uh, ace level starters. What are you talking about? Is it 2018? Oh, no. Time <laughs> happened. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's, we'd be down into the Jeffrey Rodriguez. I think we're already at Adam Plutko is the level we're at now. Mm-hmm. Cause, yep. Yeah, so we'd, we'd plumb the depths there a little bit. But uh, Mercado's the more one that's more troubling just because he's Oscar Mercado. He had a more terrifying looking injury. Anytime one of your limbs bends in a weird way it's terrifying and he yes. dove for a ball and his wrist was not the way it's supposed to be <laughs> even if it bends too far the right way you know what i mean so any kind of bending yeah. oh yeah any overt bending, none of that just none of that yeah 
yeah, he it was supposed to be a, supposedly a sprain. There was a test on uh, Sunday that said the same thing. So he just used Sunday and Saturday to quote settle down the injury, whatever that means. Ace, um, I guess. Yeah, yeah. It, it was another Terry Francona thing that said he would have played if it was a regular season. Definitely if it was the playoffs, which I feel like he'd say that if his leg got blown off, he would. Yeah. He'd block it off in the regular season. <laughs> <been> trade, but <laughs> but that's what he said now for this one. So I guess maybe we won't have to see Delano the Shields every single day. Hopefully. Hey, but, you got you got to have faith at this time of year, right? I mean, it's a wrist injury, yeah. which is always troubling for a small guy who you know needs. You know, well, all batters need good wrists, but I'm I'm less worried about that one than the Carrasco one. It's just Carrasco. You know, I mean, remember he did have Tommy John surgery seven years ago, and I remember reading one time that the rough time frame for needing another Tommy John surgery is about seven or so years. So, oh, good, I, that's terrifyingly I mean, exact. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? I mean, again, maybe it's nothing. It sounds like it's nothing because it happens every single year. Again, like I was saying with Bieber or Clevenger, whoever. Throwing a baseball is very hard and a an improper motion. So he, uh, I th- I think he, getting him along slowly is probably the most important thing. He only threw eighty innings last year and also got over cancer. So I would hope that they just they, they treat him, especially with the kid gloves. Although I'm sitting with Mercado when I think about it, because like you mentioned, Delano De Shields is the backup, and then if he's starting, then at the outfield it looks like what from Fran Mio Reyes and Jake Bowers and. Delano de Shields or um, Jake Bowers, who has struck out seven times in a row as of uh, this recording. So <laughs> you know what? It's good to be eager, or they or they could put Domingo Santana out there or something because creativity is good or something. Yeah. So right. it sounds like you could use Domingo or not Domingo, but uh, Delano de Shields like a late inning. I've seen a bunch of people bring this up that he can be basically a pinch defensive defender more than ever because there's 26 men on the roster now. But like you have the both you have Reyes and Santana on the corners and then. Hope to God nothing happens in the first several innings, and then bring in Santana when you need him, or um, Delano to shield when you need him on the outside. But but of course, if Mercado's injured, he's in center field. You can't do that. You've got you're stuck with his bat four four times a game. And I guess the rule changes you mentioned uh, the 26th man, but also the fact that you know a certain loss or specialization in the bullpen means that Francona will at least have more things to play with uh, as far as platooning and uh, putting you know putting uh, Delano to shields junior in there. Uh, why did I say junior? I know he is, but what the hell? No, I know, but I stopped. Uh, everybody, nobody calls him Junior. I don't know, so I stopped typing it everywhere. I guess he doesn't go by Delano Shields Junior. But I mean, I, I don't know. Weird, anyway, because it's not like a special I, it, thing. It's it, very it, important. It allows um, it does allow for more moving parts and more platooning and things like that, which Franco is very good at. And the Indians are very good at finding flawed but good hitters. So maybe papering over the Ricardo thing is easier than I think. It's just the defense is really what I care about, and. Like that, that's why I was worried that the outfield would be garbage, basically just a heap of old filth, and every every fly ball would be a triple, uh, yeah, a triple at, at the at the very some, somehow <laughs> five. It'll be a five base hit every single time. It'll be very confusing. They'll, they'll just go to first again. We're like, well, they they deserve that because we boned it that one big time. <laughs> they get to keep that one, yeah. And I, I guess Lupo is going to be in there somewhere, of course. And he's yeah, oh yeah, of course. He's fine on defense, my favorite but... player. <laughs> if you he know, man, if he hits anything against right-handers, that's a that's a sneaky, really good. Yeah, that's a, that's a year I mean, he could have just because he's so good against lefties. But I want to see yeah, anything against right-handers. But, I mean, uh, I I still say that he was getting better at hitting righties and just being able to do it and and having the opportunity to do it might be good for him. Maybe I mean, if I'm there's wrong. Any year to give him the opportunity, it's this year. I and the <laughs> there thing is, is nobody there. I say that about every single left lefty only hitter and or a guy who only you know. Only, 
any any platoon bat, I always say, like, just give us some existence time. And I, I, I will always look like a moron for saying that, but <laughs> I'll continue to say it and, and be proved right eventually. Because well, you, if you just say the same thing over and over again, you're right. Eventually, that's how it works. You just ignore yeah. the rest of them and just go by the one that was we, right. We call that that's called signal, science, man. Signal versus noise. It's basic statistics, Matt. Anything that goes against what I believe is noise, and everything that agrees with my my philosophies, that's the signal. That that's the basis of all that Nate Silver ever has worked on. So <laughs> there you go. Um, so yeah, the uh, slightly I can't decide if it's more or less depressing news story is that Kristen Yelich. Um, and the Brewers, and by the way, the smallest market in baseball. Why are you pulling in... all the saddest stories today? <laughs> what else good... do you want? It Surely is March something 8th. good happened. <laughs> Nothing the, good happened. There's the curious question of why Fran Mil Reyes is trending on baseball so much. <laughs> We've decided that, that we don't know. That's why. I'm, I'm assuming someone at Let's Go Tribe or A Way Back and Gone <laughs> or It's Pronounced Elijah Way is, is writing an article about um, Fran Mil Reyes. And that's that is a lot of here. searching. It was up 77%, but... Maybe they're trying to compare Christian Yelich's uh, nine-year, $250 million contract to Fran Marais. Um, He's only up 22%. That's what the, yeah, because that's, what the, uh, that's of course, what the Brewers signed him to. It was So seven years of that is technically the extension, $188 million. Then it has a friendly or uh, a mutual, what you call it, option for the 10th year. Yeah, and it basically uh, goes over his two team-friendly years that he has left, and then it's a boatload of money. And of course, that spawned in the year of Francisco Lindor trade talk. It spawned a million think pieces about how it does or doesn't relate to um, Francisco Lindor, the Indians extending him. I think the obvious difference is that Lindor is going to get so much more money because he's going to be entering free agency as what, like a 27, 28 year old. 26, 27, yeah. Yeah. And then Yelich is already in his 30s. So it's a huge difference. Um, is he already in his 30s? Why did I say that? He'll be 28 this year. Well, he was going to enter in his 30s. Oh, yes. Okay, yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's a huge difference as far as, as what they would have got. But I think Yelich, he, he maybe took a little bit of a hometown discount, but it's not like an egregious amount. And I think Lindor has already pretty much said that that's not going to happen. <laughs> he doesn't, which is good for him. He's going to take as much as he can, and the Dolan should pay him as much as he wants. But, um, say, so which side of this do you fall on? It seemed like there was a very heated arguments about the fact that Either this is very comparable, and obviously the Indians should do it, uh, because the Brewers and Indians, they're very similar in terms of their evaluation and their market size. The Brewers are actually smaller. But but as far as the players themselves, I don't think there's a whole lot of comparison. It's just the fact that there doesn't need to be comparison. It doesn't matter, because the Indians obviously have the money. <laughs> and Lindor has said that repeatedly, and it's just, I don't know. Wh- which side do you come down on that it's, it's either similar or not similar? Well, I, I mean, it's just, I don't know. If, I mean, the only reason you compare contracts really is because they're all the same and money, all, it, the values only ever go up, basically, sort of. But I, I just, I don't think it's comparable because Lindor is much more, well, I don't know, actually. I mean, you know what? I don't know how I feel about it. I just, I, I don't think there's a way to compare the two. Uh, Yelich is a, a wonderful player. I mean, he's been worth almost 15 wins the last two years and he missed most of September this past year and would have won an MVP um, had he played the entire season, I think. I don't know. I mean, has has Francisco Lindor had more than one seven-win season? That's a, that's a, that's a, a funny question to, to wonder. He hasn't, and that's kind of a thing I think it's looked over a lot, is the fact that he's, he's super projectable. He's had an amazing season and a couple really, really good seasons. But yeah. he had the one, 2018 was 7.6 war. That was his best by a long shot. The other ones were in the fives. Last year was a four because it was the injury. But right. But he's extremely consistently in like a five and a half win player, and then he's like Zips projects him to be to just continue to be good throughout his thirties and or into his early thirties and late twenties and all that. But and I mean he's you know obviously he's a power hitting uh, shortstop who's 
fun to look at. Uh, plays the defense as good as anyone in the world and is generally the perfect baseball player who will also be 28 when he hits free agency. I just want, I assume, I have to assume, right, that the Indians have offered him this contract or something like this. There was that talk, what, two years ago that he turned down a six-figure deal? I mean, he made 17 this year already, or he will be making 17 this year already. So if he has one more year of, or two more years, I guess, of arbitration. Yeah, he does. Or no, just right. one more year. Just one more after this year. year, right. So, I mean, that's basically what... Because he got seventeen five this year. I assume if he has another year like he just had, he'll get $25 million. Yeah. And then he'll get $35 million a year. I mean, I... I think I, I think they'd offer it, but he would laugh at it and turn it away. I don't well, think he'd accept that. No, I mean, I, I think if they offered him $200 million this year, and if they had offered him that this year, and including the two buyout years, he, I don't think he would have taken it. But nope. that's probably the ceiling of something they could, that they're looking to be able to offer. I mean, I agree with you. The... um. They can probably afford. There's all there's all the weird things we don't really think about, and you, and you have to wonder about with the with, with them losing one of the two owners or one of the one, another owner, the guy who just bought the um, Royals. How much did that cost them, and just things like that. So, I I'm I'm fully in favor, obviously, of them offering a deal like this to Francisco Lindor, but I just don't think it would get done for less than two hundred and fifty million dollars. Like there again, it wasn't two years ago where they were talking about a six figure deal was turned down, and that it, would have been yeah, with, it was right after the <laughs> so it was right after the World Series. It was in spring training, and um, Mike Turnoff's yeah. son, I think, yeah, leaked it on okay. uh, on a broadcast. That was really great. I, I wonder how miffed Lindor was over that. I, I doubt it's like made that much of a difference, but he had to be maybe a little annoyed that. <clears throat> The stuff they were talking about got leaked out, but I don't know. Yeah. That, but um, yeah, and I was looking just to confirm it was Zips. Like he is going to be worth, according to Zips, at least five WAR through twenty twenty five. So if you extended him for what ten years, half of that you mm-hmm. would get quality out of it easily. Yeah, exactly. Which which in effect, quarter which quarter. is a lot more than you're going to get with Yelich, probably because I mean he's yeah. already he's going to be going to his thirties. I think he's probably more injury prone. I think just because he's an outfielder and he's going to be running into walls and stuff, but. I, I mean, mean, it's just plus he yeah. plays a, a less defensively valuable position, right? But hey, an eleven hundred OPS is hard to slash at. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So you know, I don't know. I, I, you wonder too, though, if, what, what a deal like this is actually going to look like—not look like, but you know, we're, we're already seeing what's happening with like the, the Nolan Arenado deal. Like they just did that, and then they just aren't doing shit else, and yeah. now he's mad. And I don't know. The complaint isn't just—I I think the broader sense, like we want we want the Dolans to give Francisco Lindor money because we never want to see him wear a different uniform. But then will they do that and say, we gave him the money, you goddamn miscreants. You <laughs> And then do nothing else. And then just do nothing else, which obviously with their ability to develop pitching and other pretty good players, the team would still be competitive. But that would be a very frustrating team to be on all the same. Yeah. It's, it's, it's more we just want them to continue to invest more money in the team than they already are. And, I mean, the Rockies aren't doing it. And will the, the Brewers are have a m- bunch of money coming off the books. But like, they're not going to do things like, I don't know who was on the team last year. I don't know if they're going to give a lot of money to Brandon Woodruff, Mike Moustakis. Mike Moustakis. He's, I mean, he's already gone. Yeah, yeah, he's already gone. Kane is, um, he's off the books soon. Josh Hader, they probably won't give him a lot of money. Uh, you know, you, just, you, go, you go down to the guys who were great. Yasmani yeah, Grandal is already gone. I mean, this team's going to be worse than it was last year. They, they just still have uh, their MVP candidate. So. Yeah, remember, they also have still have Ryan Braun for a couple of years. I think when they signed him, I, to a massive I think deal. his, I think that, I think he comes off the books pretty soon. But he is, he's he he still on the fucking team. <laughs> yeah, didn't they sign him like right before he had the steroid thing? 
Uh, they they have a mutual option in twenty twenty one. Okay. Four million. So so this will be his last year. Um, as a as a brewer, probably. Yes, and yes, they they did sign him right before the steroid thing, and then that was. <laughs> and it's funny. a steroid thing because he he obviously didn't take steroids because they mishandled the. Listen, uh, they mishandled his specimen. urine. All right. <laughs> yeah, when you handle urine, you got to do it the right way, man. You got to really put your heart into it. You can't just half-ass handling the urine. Really but I, I mean, in general, I do like this whole kind of thing where small market teams are signing their their face of franchise types like the Rockies and the Brewers did but continuing to do stuff with the team rather than just give that one guy money and and then expect the the fan base to shut up about it right the I Rockies think, really ruined that for everybody else yeah exactly like they were just like oh well, what else are we gonna do I don't even know what what's a baseball anymore <laughs> shoot I mean and, and yeah people brought that up like teams don't usually win with 30 percent of their payroll being on one player but here's a magical thing you can do is also pay other players. You know so. what? You could raise your payroll, <laughs> and thus the percentage goes. It's weird how it works out that way. Math, I, man, it's crazy. Because let's see, Nolan Arenado is making how much this year? He'll be making, uh, sorry, wait, thirty-five million dollars. By the way, he can opt out after the twenty twenty-one season. What the hell? Um, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a weird thing. Yelich doesn't have one of those. He has a full. He wants to be in Milwaukee. He just has a no full trade trial. Ah, everything. He has a trade clause. He has, he has no trade clause. Yeah, he has a full no trade clause. Oh well, that, that, that changes then because that's the thing. Are, are, are they going to trade Nolan Arenado now? That would be hilarious. No, not Arenado. It's Yelich. No, I know. That, 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 oh, well, okay. that's the talk. Is are they going to trade Nolan Arenado? Which I mean, if oh, you're yeah. going to keep on dicking around like this, yeah, trade his ass. <laughs> but thirty-five million dollars. I mean, he's one of the higher-paid players in baseball. But other teams have multiple players making that much money. I look no further than the fucking Yankees. And yeah, the Yankees are rich as hell. But. So is every other team. <laughs> like, every team I mean, has they're not as rich as the Yankees, but yeah, exactly. Like, or, or like the Dodgers. The Dodgers are going to probably re-sign Mookie Betts once he's a free agent, and they also have a lot of money tied up in everyone else on that goddamn team. Uh, Cody Bellinger is still, still a pre-R, but he's going to get a lot of money once he he hits it. So yeah, I don't know. It's it's just it's irritating that they don't sign him because you see other other small market teams able to pull it off, but Indians just seem resistant to. Something fun, I guess. I yeah. think there is the fun. That's their problem. <laughs> yeah, resistance of fun. Um, so that brings us to our, our next um, position review, which is a very easy one <laughs> for the majors. It's shortstop. Um, Francisco Lindor there, it's an A+. plus. I mean, I don't know what else you want. It's, who cares who the is. backup is? Mm-hmm. <laughs> because he's going to play every game unless he's injured at that point. Who cares anyway? He's, the season's over. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, digging deeper, it's probably one of the deepest positions the Indians have. Which... Oh, definitely. I mean, only because you think about how they draft. They always draft up the middle. Right. And, and then if you go up to, like, for instance, like, uh, Fangraph's uh, top prospects, half of them are, it seems like, are shortstops. Yeah, it's like Tyler Freeman, Brian Rocchio, um, well, Ernie Clements, a shortstop. Ernie Clements on there, the yeah. Baseman. Marcos Gonzalez, I think, is listed on there. And these are all guys, just guys who are, I mean, Ernie Clements the only one who's has any chance of making the majors this year probably but again we don't want to we don't want to see him because all we ever want to see is francisco Lindor. i mean there was that article a couple of years ago about or a couple of years a couple of weeks ago about uh brian rochio 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 uh rochio about how he isn't francisco Lindor yet but the indians <laughs> yeah. and i believe we talked about about how the indians get guys who perform well based on where they are like like compared to older players at their mm-hmm. same level and he's one of those guys and God, they just have so many shortstops on this list that are just on, on their top prospects. Uh, Cart, let's see, where's another one? Gabriel Rodriguez. I mean, he's a how old? He's 17 years old in rookie ball. Somehow he's their 15th or their 14th best prospect, which is uncomfortable, but still, <laughs> yeah, 
it's not a it, it's recommends right there jose tenya and i do Don't wonder know. how much um jose tenya that's one that alex hooper on cleveland baseball insider kind of latched on to he's really intriguing too i mean there's i mean you can just throw a stick at, at the the roster and finding these guys it's i mean the indians are going to be loaded in like four to five years i feel like because they're everybody's so low in the major or the minors but it's just bridging that gap is going to be difficult I'd, I'd rather do it with lindor but even if they can't i think we're there's going to be a lot of good years ahead, I would hope, but I just want to have good years until then, too, which they can do with the pitching they have. I mean, I hope so, just because, you know, you, like, like that article about uh, Rokio is performing well against players that are older than him, and you hope that maintains and he continues to perform well, but performing well for a 17-year-old, or what is he, yeah, he's 18, doesn't always translate into turning into the next Francisco Lindor, which is obviously what we want, but so many times these prospects turn into little more than roster filler or, you know, a... Th- peeking out of like like a three to four win player, which is great. But again, I don't want that. I want these draftees to turn into stars. And it, you don't have to look much further than like Greg Allen as far as where, because he was, he, he was this sort of same kind of hyped up as like not the top of a bunch of lists, but he has all these tools and he's, he could be really good outfielder. And he's probably, he's not really actually that good in the majors. It feels like a lot of these, these guys who look good as in the lower minors kind of could pan out as the same thing as a shortstop is maybe serve as a backup but it's, it's yeah. hard to know when they're just so low but they just have so many good tools in the minors which toolsy i, I just want to see the indians draft a good position player <laughs> again instead of just all these pitch- i mean i'm not going to complain about pitchers but i want to see them draft and develop more position players than they have um, well it's like we were talking before it's harder to have a face of the franchise be a pitcher because you only see him once every five days and it would, it's, it's cool that the indians hit gold with like this and it would be very nice if they could do it again with whether it's a nolan jones or uh, that, that third or Yu Chang figures it out or Rokio actually does figure it out, but I don't want to wait four years. I want it to happen now. So yeah, I'm spoiled, I mean, man. I've had four. I want to keep winning. Now. I don't want to go back. I mean, I just, when it comes to shortstop in general, I would say that only because everything else is so far away, it's hard to give it an A plus rating because how if, dare you? Well, I mean, if it, if Lindor does go down, then they're absolutely screwed. <laughs> it's at least an A, right? Like an A minus. Yeah, no, I mean, I okay. give it an A. Yeah, I just won't give okay. it an A plus. I mean, I, I guess I'm just a tough grader because I don't think anyone has both the best player at his position and also in the minors <laughs> some guy who come come up there and fill that role in handily. Like that just doesn't exist. But yeah. you got to have space for it that did actually happen. So. <laughs> I guess I, I give it an A plus. That's close enough for me. It's they're they're missing that gap there, but also they're the miners guys are so good and, and the potential will be so good. And maybe Yu Chang, like you said, he's right there. He could figure it out and be a decent backup. Who knows? But I mean, I'll be honest yeah. with you. I just I, I, I get so I used to get so enamored of prospects, and now I just feel burnt out on them because again, I look at this list of young shortstops they have. I'm like, oh, one of these guys is going to be a stud, and I just it doesn't happen. It hasn't happened for so long, and then. They get someone who's a sure thing in Francisco Lindor, and he was that sure thing. Like, I don't know if Nolan Jones will actually be any good. I want him to be. I thought Yu Chang was going to be good because I read a bunch of things about him. Like, ooh, he's going to be pretty good. And it turns out, (laughs) no, not good. Uh, I think part of that, too, that part of that burnout is when you have an actual good team in the majors, like you don't care about the minors as much. So it's not quite as being emotionally invested in. It's like, oh, he's a good guy. There's not. Who cares? Well, and then, like, a lot of teams, uh, because they, they, they tank and they. You know, they, they revert back, and so like they have to sell that future. The Indians were never really, I don't know, it just never felt like they were they were really in that same boat. There was always the chatter that Francisco Lindor was going to be good, but the, they already had good players when that chatter was was coming. You know, like we, we already got to watch Carlos Santana, who they traded for, and 
but they they already had all these good young players and the building blocks of a mini uh, Great Lakes dynasty there. So, and it was just like, oh, and we have this cherry on top called Francisco Lindor. But then Jose Ramirez also happened, who was not talked about. No one knew who the hell he was, and it was amazing. So, we just, we've just never had that five years of, you know, like the, the Orioles now are just beating the drum for Adley Rutschman or any of the other young guys they drafted 1-1, you know? The Indians have never never been in that boat, at least yeah. in my, my lifetime. Because when was it they drafted 1-1? Like, when the 80s? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Maybe. I don't ever. I'm not sure if they've had a first overall pick. I can't writers call in or listeners call in and uh, <laughs> writers too, whatever. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Someone, I don't know. Yeah. Call in and let us know. Uh, the number is Matt. I'll give you the number. Beep. Anyway, see, it'll just be edited in over that. We'll just put over the beep. There'll be a number. Yeah, it's perfect. Work. It's called yeah. uh, radio magic folks. But yeah. No, it's a, again, it's, this is probably the, no, it's, it's definitely their strongest position simply because this is what they always draft high. Um, it's yeah. not that, then it's going to be center fielders, but, Ah, uh, you know what? I'm just never going to trust that you need when it comes to outfielders again because I got burned <laughs> so bad so many times, and it just hurts, man. It hurts after yeah. what I grew up watching with all those young outfielders, and now this, ugh, just exactly. ugh. <laughs> all right. So uh, every Sunday we ask you guys for questions, Twitter, Facebook, and Let's Go Tribe comments. We got quite a few this week, so I tried to hell I yeah, make bitch. most of the comments because we got a lot of good ones, and I like answering questions. It's fun. I love it. Things. It's the best part. It's my favorite part. I get to ridicule the listeners. <laughs> <laughs> at S. Brady Artist, he asked, uh, I was having a discussion with friends about knuckleballers and how with a driveline-esque approach, a flamed-out pitcher could basically reinvent themselves as a knuckleballer. Very true. He came up with Brady Aiken as a possible candidate. I doubt this oh, ever cool. happens, but thoughts. I don't know about Brady Aiken specifically, but yeah, that's, that's really possible. I, I feel like there have idea. been knuckleballers like that, right? Uh, yeah. Uh, R.A. Dickey is, is, a, yeah. is a perfect example of that. Uh, he yep. was um, shit. And then he just, well not shit, but he, 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 <laughs> he was you know, he, he didn't have a, he, he like didn't have a UCL or something. There's some weird yeah. thing when he got drafted and it, so it messed him up, but then he learned the knuckleball. Um, before that, actually, uh, Tim Wakefield was always a bit of a knuckleballer. I think Hoyt Wilhelm taught him how to throw a knuckleball because it's like the Highlander, you know? But who was that knuckleballer that was on the Red Sox in the, like in the middle of the decade? They had one. He heard his, um, Shit. He hurt his shoulder too, right? Diving when he was really good. Maybe because he was running the bases for some stupid reason. I Stephen Wright. Yeah, Stephen Wright. Yeah, yeah. so not the comedian, the baseball player. Uh, I mean, we've seen pitchers do this even without knuckleballs. I mean, Adam Adovino is a perfect example of a pitcher who rebuilt himself using the, that driveline esque approach of you know pitch design and things like that. I don't. I mean, the knuckleball. I mean, if you can throw it perfectly, it's awesome. But you're still going to be a four ERA guy because every now and then it just floats the wrong way and ends up in the very much the wrong. Now it is. I wonder if you could to... fix that with like driveline stuff, like getting down as much as they do with the science of it. Because I don't think it was ever tried that with a knuckleball. It's always about getting more velocity and and shaping no, I know, the pitches, but, but shaping just... a curved knuckleball that'd be kind of cool. Yeah, but the, the whole point of the knuckleball is you don't know where it's going to go. No one does. Like <laughs> yeah, the pitcher doesn't know either. He the, the throwing of it without any spin means that it can go anywhere. So yeah, you're right. It's they, they could learn how to throw the perfect knuckleball, but knuckleball is so much more of a piece of art than anything that's scientific in any in any real way. So I, I love the idea. I think it'd be hilarious to watch that you know the the the, the hyper slow mo thing of just the ball going boom and just kind of like <laughs> and slowly wobbling back and forth. I, I'd love to see that. Now that I think about it, like all the other pitch, it's cool to see them move and everything like that. But I want to see the knuckleball actually dance because it's cool and. So, yeah, I, I love that idea. Yes, thanks for the question. Uh, next one, at Slang EUG. 
he asked. Um, if the Indians were to sign Lindor to a ridiculous extension, would that be a red flag? The Dolans are looking to sweeten the pot before selling. Um, Wait, selling what? The team? Right, yeah. <laughs> I think it's the opposite. I think if you're going to sell the team, you strip everything out so somebody buys it. Right? I don't think you, you load Wait, it up with a bunch of contracts. Who gives a shit if they sell the team? <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> I'd prefer that happen, quite honestly. I mean, if if Mark Cuban decided he actually did want a baseball team again and, and somehow and he got actually hit, let him, yeah. And he actually let him buy when he bought the Indians. Are you kidding me? That's that's what I want. I want a I want a rich sportsman owner, yes. <laughs> sportsman. Yeah, I you know. Uh, John Sherman was gonna take over the team at one point, wasn't he? Wasn't he in line to like be the owner after just taking part of it? I don't know. I don't know. Oh, but, but you know, like that guy that guy who almost bought the um the Mets. Yeah. Who spent more money on some fucking weird statue than on, <laughs> than on the entire Garrett Cole contract? Yeah, no. Yeah. I, listen, I hate how much wealth inequality is in this country right now, and I just, I you know, billionaires probably got their money in immoral ways. But I don't want to turn this into a politics thing. I want. The, I, I remember talking to a friend of mine about soccer and which would they rather have: a Russian oligarch or oil money? And the answer is always oil money, because even though it comes from a dark place. Uh, well, with the slavery and whatnot, that money can be laundered so well, and everyone needs oil. So you can. So if like an oil sheik for some reason wanted to buy the Indians, is what I'm saying, Matthew. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> definitely, man. If if he's trying to stash money overseas in the, in the form of the Cleveland Indians, <laughs> he's never even heard of baseball. He just sees a good laundering opportunity. Yeah, like yeah. the thing is, you can't really do it full bore with like English soccer. They have, they have all that financial fair play stuff. He could just pour so much goddamn money into the Indians. It would be the ridiculous. Payroll shoots up to five hundred million. They're just yes. buying everybody in the slate. Just, out of nowhere, like the, the <laughs> when the when the Dodgers got bought by the Guggenheim Partners. That's just a whole bunch of hedge fund guys and things like that. Like, I mean, if if the Indians actually get some of that sweet, sweet vampire capital uh, money in there, <laughs> dude. Yes, I accept yeah. this. So yeah, if, if if to answer the actual question, no, probably not. That doesn't make any real sense. Um, I don't think that. Having a long-term asset like that on the books, it makes the team less valuable because you have less flexibility. Yeah, got to have the payroll flexibility. Right, exactly. And, and, the, do- and the, the value in a team comes from the building and the TV contracts and things like that, not from the players themselves. You can get more players. Players are just, for, for an owner, things like, you know. Things. Yeah, they're just, they're just numbers in a, in a, in a ledger, yeah. and they're on the wrong side of the ledger. Right, they're not an asset. They, well, they're a depreciating asset. I get because they just get worse every year. Remember, whenever they step on the field, you're losing value. Got to get exactly. rid of them immediately. <laughs> and yeah, to be fair enough. to um to Slangy you, who's Jared on Twitter, it, it was the second part of a question. I should have read the first part. The oh, first, yeah, it was two separate questions. Now I feel like an so, idiot. Jerk. <laughs> no, you, you're still right. Like if it means don't sell the teams, like hell yeah, it's all for it. But um, his first question was the Indians TV contract and lease and progressive field are both up at the same time. Um, around 2023, he thinks. I think that might be right. Um, should we be concerned that all the move is coming? That could be an option for potential buyers that the Dolans are looking to sell. So, oh, like, to if move they the sell team. the team. Yeah. Interesting. Is, should we be worried that the fact that everything expires around the same time, they could not be extending players? Like, this is all just a ploy for the Dolans to sell the team to anybody who can just move them anywhere. Yeah. Seeing that the Indians are, are we the new Montreal Expo? Are we going to be moved to Montreal? Huh. It's a little you know, terrifying. I, it's less terrifying. For, I don't even live in Cleveland, but I would miss yeah. having. Like, I like rooting it's for the Cleveland, Cleveland Indians. You know, I don't know. I like yeah. to root for them. I don't want to root for some random team. Yeah, and I mean, I'm a I'm a Cleveland Indians fan first, and like sort of just secondarily was the other Cleveland team. So like, it's it's still a big deal to me, even though I don't live in Cleveland. But yeah, I don't like any other Cleveland team. So only the Cleveland, <laughs> <laughs> only the Indians. But huh, I mean, maybe you know what that would make the lack of an extension would definitely tell a story of them trying to. 
Um, so the team, yes, I definitely, yeah. definitely think that makes sense. That's depressing. Yeah. Thanks for that the question. That is depressing. Though. Damn. Ah. <laughs> um, so MTF in Let's Go Tribe comments, he asked, the Indians were 48 and 28 against the Central Division last season. Hell yeah. What's your prediction for 2020? I don't think it'll be quite as lopsided. <laughs> like, I think um, the White Sox, if they run into him at the right time, it could be difficult. Um, well, I guess maybe the Twins won't be as good. It might be pretty close, actually. Because I think that the White Sox and Twins will even each other out a little bit because the White Sox are going to be a little bit better. Twins a little bit worse. And then Tigers and Royals will be steamrolled over. Well, how, let's see how this is how it breaks down. They were 8 and 11 against the White Sox. Uh, that seems about right again. <laughs> 18 and 1 against Detroit. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yes. Wow. I, I forgot that. about that. They beat the shit out of Detroit. <laughs> they got. I guess when you them. win forty-seven games, you probably don't win a whole lot. Of they outscored them one hundred and sixteen to thirty-eight. <laughs> Good right lord, Miggy's face. Oh man, they were twelve and seven against the Royals. I think the Royals will be a little bit worse this year. Um, I don't think they'll beat the Tigers eighteen times. <laughs> But I'll give him 15. <laughs> You're going to knock him down a little bit. They've improved quite a bit. Uh, 15 plus 12 is 27. I don't plus know. The, the Royals? Uh, yeah, I, I think they'll probably yeah. do about the same thing against the Royals. They were 10 and 9 against Minnesota. So, I mean, that's I 30. That about the same. I yeah, think they so, could probably have a losing record against either the Twins or the White Sox. I mean, I think they could win 45 games. 40, he said they were 48 and 28, right? Right, yep. I think they could win 45 games against the Central again. Yeah, definitely. The White Sox... Are good certainly, but uh, yeah. I th- they already lost. They already went eight and eleven against the White Sox this past year. I think they could do better than that. Maybe they could go eleven and eight, and so there's more wins there. You know, the, the score was seventy nine to eighty eight for the entire season. Uh, the Indians probably won't be playing all of April as a, a group of walking wounded and nothing, and starting and the starting pitching is you know expecting health from Clevenger and Carrasco. Um, I'm just probably Indians schedule from um, 2019. Did they play the Royals at all? Let me see here. Uh, the Royals. Uh, they... Sorry, I'm doing great radio. Okay, yeah. So they went. <laughs> Googling is always good. Radio. Um, win loss. So they they only played the, the some of them only played the White Sox twice in April in uh, 2019. I don't know the other schedule in front of me right now. I can find it, but I, yeah, I feel but, like... But yeah, they'll, they'll be better. I think. Right around the same. I don't think it's going to drop too much. I, th- I mean, yeah, 45 um, wins. Like I said, they'll be, they'll be stronger, I think, in April, which means maybe they yeah. won't drop as many as they... They lost three, two and one and two against Minnesota. Uh, the one loss against Detroit was there. They went three and one against Detroit. They got swept yeah. by the Royals. Oh, that was that was the absolute nadir of the season, right? There. Oh God, <laughs> Sunday, April fourteenth. Oh Lord. Oh yeah. right, I forgot about that one. Yeah, the twenty six to nothing. Yeah. yeah, over two games. Yeah, Ugh. So, yeah it'll no, be a, yeah, right around the same. Yeah, I'd, I'd say forty. I mean, yeah, I'd say forty five wins. So maybe a little bit worse, but you know. Yeah. Yep. Um. So next one. Eighteen and one. <laughs> Uh, a concerned citizen, Mary V, on Facebook, she asks, why are you not settling with this so people can follow this team? Your followers are left out and mighty upset. Merit, I agree. What the fuck did you do? <laughs> this is my what favorite question. What did you do, Merit? Well, here's the thing. I hate Dish Network. Here's the list of, network, of, of cable providers <laughs> I hate the most. Uh, Charter. Um, what do I have now? Fios. Uh, Comcast. Uh, then Dish is fourth. I hate all of them. The only one I like is RCN. <laughs> I'm living that YouTube TV life now, and I'm never going back. So Interesting. Good. Can you watch um, baseball on YouTube TV? Because that was a big a thing, that, that they were not um, renewing contracts with Sinclair yeah. Networks. 
So I, the only one for me is Yes Network, and who the fuck cares? I don't yeah, want to they, see can, yeah they can go cram it. Um, but but I feel that's the one thing I feel bad about. Like people in Cleveland can't use MLB TV to watch the Indians. It's when it works, it's so much better than being stuck on cable. Oh yeah, no, I mean, um, I, I I got into a long argument with my because I, I thought FiOS was like throttling my internet or something when I was trying to watch <laughs> nope, baseball games. Just so. MLB TV. Oh, so yeah, that's all. Yeah, and then for what it's worth, like that, there's a bundle out there for ESPN, Hulu, and Disney Plus. I just recently got that because I just wanted to watch MLS because I'm starting to get into soccer, and that, that's so worth it. There is always at least like two dozen sports on you could watch at any time. So if you just like mm-hmm. general sports and watch people do things, like there's wrestling, there's like college wrestling, like not WWE stuff, just like just <laughs> grappling like and Olympic rubbing wrestling. each other into the ground. Yeah, yeah. There's lacrosse. There's of course soccer. They have every MLS game. So I mean, if you just want sports, I would just. You like get YouTube TV and and that, but but it sucks if you're in Cleveland because you can't TV. watch. Yeah, but I mean, also there's plenty of ways to legally stream stuff, which I have to do for hockey because I live I live in New York and you I'm live in hell, huh? So you can't watch yeah. the Sabers. <laughs> you probably can't watch what the Sabers, the Rangers, nope. the Islanders. Well, well, no, I can't. The, yeah, that's right. Um, the Devils. Right. That's my. I'm a Devils fan. And I can't watch. <laughs> and then you probably because... can't watch. I don't know Pittsburgh, maybe. No, I can watch Pittsburgh. It's just the New okay. York teams. Okay. Um, and it sucks, too, because even if I could on cable, there's there's like all those teams you just mentioned share a network. <laughs> they yeah. share the MSG network. Mm-hmm. So, like, I'd be lucky to watch the Devils and, like, MSG plus plus two, two plus plus. Like, it was deep in the recesses of the MSG channels, which I didn't get, of course. It's, like, only if you're in New York. So, I literally cannot get to the games legally, and I also can't see them on Center Ice or whatever it's called. So, I found a really reliable streaming site that has hockey games, which I use. I'm sure there's one for baseball too. I still need to use it. Also, but. you're trapped in the still in the universe of the Dolan family if you're if you're sending money to, to MSG. When you think about right, it, yeah. Damn, <laughs> I am <laughs> I am effectively locking Spike Lee out of his seats. I am. It's my fault. You're doing a great job. Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah, and the Devils got to beat uh, destroy the the shitty Rangers in Madison no one Square cares. Man, no one cares. Come on, this, this, <laughs> Listen, this is the everybody cares. About this is the Capitals the podcast. Rangers. All right. <laughs> uh yeah so thank you mary for that question it yeah was mary very we important. appreciate the insight and the it is Mar- it is Merritt's fault and i will deal with him listen i hate dish network and i will always hate dish network <laughs> and they they know what they did so it, it probably wasn't a good idea to go into negotiations starting with that but you did what you did and you can't go back now you know what you got to start with, you know what no you got to go in there with a hard stance that, <laughs> immovable all right yeah let's see do we have any others we have uh texas tribe from let's go tribe he asked what the payroll um, are the Indians laying low and waiting to strike when the opportunity presents, presents itself? What the hell does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> I, I guess that's what they're always doing. You, you always do if the opportunity presents. I just don't know if there is an opportunity. Um, I, I, you know, yeah. The only thing I can think that, that might mean is like Yasiel Puig, but they don't need any more outfielders at this point. The yeah, roster I, is full, is the is the real problem. Like It's not full of good players, but it's full. Yeah, there's <laughs> like, no more room. They have no more yeah. roster. They have payroll flexibility, not roster flexibility. <laughs> Which is, that's always the dumbest excuse. Like, what are you going to do with Greg Allen if you sign Yasiel Puig? What are you ever going to do? What? <laughs> you know, oh, I don't know, man. That's a geez. Oh, no. <laughs> that's the, I don't mean to harp on Greg Allen all the time, but he's like the seventh outfielder. No, I know. Um, I like Greg Allen. I'm a huge fan of his. Yeah. And I'll, I'm going yeah. to write at least five more articles this year uh, about yeah. how. He, he had talked with um, Fangraphs about hitting. That was really cool. He's clearly a smart neat. dude. He's just, you know? he just got to put it together. They put um, the work in, you know, and they just have to give him consistent play time. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah, so that's going to do it this week. If you listen this far, go ahead and uh, subscribe on iTunes, leave a review. Uh, I'm sure you can review on Spotify and stuff, but iTunes is the one that helps the most, I know for sure, if we get those five-star reviews. and Yeah, so that's going to be this week. Uh, Merritt, I'll talk to you next week. Hey, have a great week. You too.
I'm just walking my cat by the garbage cans in a sparkly harness. What's so weird about that? 